Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Oh, friends, I'm so excited about this week's show. This is a big one. This is a really big one. It goes into my back, my background, my history. Uh, all that in, incredible book out by McKay Coppins. He's the author of Romney, A Reckoning. He's also a staff writer with The Atlantic. He's going to join us on the show today, and we're going to dive right into it because uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed reading the book. I, I got to know Governor Romney and especially all of his sons on the campaign trail in 2012. I was uh, his coalition's director in the state of Colorado. It's a good book of political history, strategy, insight into Governor Romney. And I, I got to tell you, it brought up a whole lot of feelings. I was with Governor Romney behind stage of the debate here at the University of Denver, the very first big debate between him and Barack Obama, the energy in the room, the excitement in the room, and then, of course, the huge rally at Red Rocks just about two, three weeks before the election where we were convinced we were going to win. We returned, I think we turned 4,000 people away from Red Rocks, which by itself I think holds 10,000 people. I had never been to a rally like that. And to watch the campaign kind of go through its history of kind of smaller rallies early on and right after he had won the nomination to just culminating at Red Rocks and then to relive this through the book was quite an experience. McKay Coppins, the author of the book, Romney and Reckoning. Thanks so much for being on the show with us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. So you had really incredible access. I enjoyed reading the access you had to Governor Romney. Let's start there. Because, I mean, you're hanging out with him in his hideaway. You attend vacations with him. Uh, you had some really unique access to him. Let's start with that. Yeah. Well, I, you know, when I first went to him and I pitched the idea of doing this book, I, I kind of figured he would balk at the terms I was proposing. I, I said, look, I want all the access that I would get if this was a fully authorized biography but I, I want to maintain editorial control over the book, right? Like, I'll let you read it before it's published, but I, I don't want you to be able to change anything. And to my surprise, he just fully went all in. Like, he gave me his journals. He gave me his, you know, email correspondence with various prominent political figures. Uh, he started, he gave me a, one night every week he was in Washington. I would come over to his house and... We would just talk about, you know, anything I wanted. He would answer every question. It was really kind of a level of transparency and candor that you don't get from uh, people in politics, certainly people who are still in office uh, very often. We're talking with McKay Coppins, author of Romney and Reckoning. You can get it on Amazon if you go to his website, McKayCoppins.com, and purchase it there as well. So you you have this unique access to him, and, and he— Uh, The sense I get in reading your book is that he was very eager to share all this with you as as he's getting towards the end of his political career. But you and we'll get into this later because you leave the book at the the end, uh, giving us a sense that he might not be really done, uh, especially as it relates to Donald (laughs) Trump and his feelings on Donald Trump. But, um, you know, you get the sense that he really wants to leave a legacy. I'm I'm going through uh, the book. by uh, President Grant and his memoirs as well, uh, that when somebody mm-hmm. reaches that point in their life, they really want everything out on the table 
And that's the sense you get with this book. Everything's out on the table in this one. Well, you know, you worked for him. And so you know that for a long time as a politician, especially as a presidential candidate, and this is just the nature of politics, typically he was always trying to have so much control over what Mm. was out there about him, what he said in public. He was very kind of stuck tightly to the talking points. Um, And so I think he has now reached a point in his life and career where he he's ready to think not about, you know, reelection, not about his political future, but about what his obituary is going to say, what his grandkids are going to remember about him. And in fact, he told me early on, um, you know, one of the reasons I think I want to do this book with you is that I uh, I want something to for my posterity. Right. I want like a, a book that my grandkids and great grandkids can read where they kind of hopefully understand where I was coming from, the decisions I made, some places where I fell short. He was very honest with me about that. And, and you know, and my, the best moments of my political career. And, and so he, I, I think that it was in that spirit that he entered into this, uh, this project. And I was really grateful because obviously as a biographer, um, if you have a subject who's not fully forthcoming and isn't ready to be fully candid, it can make for a pretty boring book. (laughs) I I hope that you you agree that, you know, this is not a boring book. And it's not a credit to my writing. It's a credit to just how how forthcoming he was. And no matter where you are on the spectrum of uh, you like Mitt Romney, don't like Mitt Romney, you like Donald Trump, you don't like Donald Trump, it, it, it is a picture into history. I mean, it's like 25, 30 years of political history going all the way back to his father and his presidential race and then all the way through to, you know, basically today. Um, So you track Romney's journey through this. Now, uh, when I first moved, I was one of the few staffers that moved from Santorum to Romney in 2012. And I, I sat down with a very big donor in the state of Colorado to talk about Mitt Romney. And the first question out of this guy's mouth, and he, he plays, he's notorious for being kind of friends to everybody. He plays all sides. But he just said, which Mitt Romney? And that's kind of, mm. you know, is it Massachusetts Mitt Romney? Mm-hmm. Is it 2008 Mitt Romney? Is it 2012 just won the primary Mitt Romney? So Mitt goes through this journey in his own political life. And can you describe that journey a little bit? You do a good job of covering that in your book. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting because when he first entered politics, he was living in Massachusetts and he decided to challenge Ted Kennedy for his Senate seat. And obviously that was an uphill battle. Ted Kennedy is a, uh, you know, kind of a legendary figure in Massachusetts politics. But Romney told me, you know, at that point, I really wasn't very partisan, right? I wasn't, uh, I I had donated to Republicans and Democrats. I think at the time he was a registered independent. He became a Republican to run against Ted Kennedy. But he didn't consider himself very conservative on most issues. He wasn't liberal necessarily. He was just kind of a pragmatic, technocratic centrist, right? Um, but there was one issue that he did feel that he was fairly conservative on, and that was abortion. And it, it's interesting because his consultants, when he was running in that race, effectively told him, you have no cho- chance of winning this election if you are pro-life. In Massachusetts, you have to be pro-choice. 
And he opposed abortion for moral and religious reasons. But he talked talked to me about the sort of, uh, you know, the painstaking process intellectually that he went through to to kind of get to the point where he could take a pro-choice position that he didn't really believe and didn't totally agree with, but he talked himself into believing. And and the reason I think that story is important, and I, I go into it in some detail in my book, is that it's the first of, of a few different times in his career where he, he feels like he has to sort of reinvent his political persona um, to win an election and it's not totally true to who he is. Um, you know, late as governor of Massachusetts, he governed as sort of this moderate pro-business Republican who, uh, who you know, got universal health care coverage for his state, right? Uh, and then later as a presidential candidate in 2008 and 2012, he sort of emerged as a more Reaganite uh, conservative, an old school, uh, you know, Republican. And... You know, throughout all of this, it's not that he was consciously say, saying, you know, uh, I don't really believe the things I'm saying. He, he he would talk himself into these positions. But you're right that he there were definitely different political political personas he took on in different campaigns. And I really think in the last 10 years or so, uh, as he's been liberated from the constraints of running for president, he knows that he'll never be president. He's been able to settle into you know, this version of himself that's most authentic to his politics, which is still conservative. He is, you know, he's very in favor of free markets and character and family values and all those things. He's suspicious of large federal government programs, but he also is not totally on board with, you know, the Trumpian wing of the party. And so he's in this kind of interesting politically homeless space now yeah that I think is actually most authentic to who he is, but also is, is probably why he struggled to win those those campaigns early on. Well, you have some great lines in here, and we're up against a commercial break. We'll continue this conversation in a, in a minute. But you have a great line here. This meld of moral obligation and personal hubris was in some ways Romney's defining trait. Um, and, mm. and that kind of, uh, I mean, what a fascinating guy, right? He comes from Harvard. Uh, very successful father, very successful family, uh, very successful at Bain Capital, and then uh, parlays that into a presidential run. And in 2012, looked very, very close. And we'll we'll kind of cover mm-hmm. this when we come back. But gets very close to winning. Looks like he's going to win in 2012. And then all of a sudden, the party is now shifted in major ways. He's got this line, um, if you keep on doing things that you know are wrong but politically expedient. I'm going to skip forward a little bit. He says, um, people that used to rush to support you will kind of come to terms with the fact that you have no character. And so the book title, A Reckoning, is a journey through this kind of life pathway of Mitt Romney mm-hmm. as he as he kind of comes to a reckoning with the type of person he was when he ran for president and the type of person he is today. Friends, we're talking to McKay Coppins, staff writer of The Atlantic and author of Romney, A Reckoning, out now on Amazon.com. We're going to continue this conversation when we return. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute 
at Colorado Christian University. We'll be right back.